Welcome back to the Charlie Intel podcast. My name is Mike Kent. I'm here with Keshav Bat. We're here in 2021, first episode of the new year. Uh, Keshav, over the Christmas and holiday period, we obviously had a little break away from the podcast. I missed you incredibly. I know you missed me. Um, we've talked about that already. Uh, but how much COD did you play over the Christmas period, especially if you're anything like the UK? It was in complete lockdown. Well, yeah, I mean, I actually played a lot of Nuketown 84 Holiday, the 24-7 playlist throughout the two-week period. Uh, I kind of stopped playing after the season one integration for a couple of days, but then Nuketown 84, that holiday playlist, got me right back in. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun to play, level up weapons, try new weapons as well, because that map is always chaos. So it was a nice little change of pace from, you know, the regular 6v6, 12v12 modes to play Nuketown for a couple of weeks just to get back into Call of Duty. Yeah, to be honest, because I've got this like office now, which is where my PlayStation is, I, I I wasn't I was at my house, so I wasn't actually able to play and I couldn't really be like, Oh, sorry, wife and kids, I've just gotta leave and go play some card. I mean, yeah. look, I did it once or twice, but I couldn't do it like every day, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't play as much. So then when I've been playing Warzone, and we'll talk about this later, the DMR, I've been like really struggling to like level up and get to the level to even get the DMR. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the Christmas period was fun. Um, you know, I guess good to be away from computers and stuff, but yeah, I've, I've been missing, I've missed playing like Warzone to be honest. Um, yeah. so it was nice, it was nice to have a few games when I did get back. Okay. So we've got a lot to discuss this week. So we're going to talk about Sledgehammer games rumored to be developing the Call of Duty 2021. We're going to talk about how broken the DMR is. It's disgusting. We've got an interview with Super Evan. I, I don't really have any names to say, and if I did, I wouldn't say them, but I, I, d I definitely do think it's being used. We're going to be talking a lot about manipulating skill-based matchmaking through a number of different methods. So there's everybody with top KDs in my game right now. I can see every single team. We'll also be talking about Cold War League Play, which has been rumored to be released soon. We've got a Stone Mountain interview, who is obviously a very popular content creator. When I tell you people share content there, it was like nothing I had ever experienced before. So even though Cold War has just been released, as is tradition with the Call of Duty community, instead of you know cherishing and appreciating what you have, the Call of Duty community instead looks towards the next release. Um, so we're expecting a new game in Novo November or October time. We don't know yet. Um, potentially even later, who knows, with the pandemic going on. Um, so Keshav, talk us through, because there's been a lot of drama um, around who's going to develop the game, who's going to be in charge, all that jazz. Yeah, so I mean, the rumor started on New Year's Eve when Sledgehammer Games dropped a tweet that was like, power off, power on, happy new year. Um, you know, they've been really, really quiet in the shadows for the last several years. <clears throat> a lot of us have, you know, been wondering what they've been up to, right? I mean, they disappeared after Call of Duty World War II. Um, they, they had a very, very rough year that year. Uh, you know, they lost almost 100 plus developers. Michael Condry and Glenn Schofield, their co-founders also left to other places. And so the studio kind of fell apart. And... You know, not many people knew what was going to happen for them next. We saw, you know, Raven and Treyarch had to step up and make the 2020 game, which was supposed to be Sledgehammer. Um, but, you know, Sledgehammer Games has made a lot of progress over the last several uh, years, right? I mean, we saw, you know, Tom Henderson, long sensation YouTuber, came out and said that Sledgehammer is working on this year's game, um, which, you know, at the end of the day, it lines up with the timeline that exists right now, you know, Infinity Ward just came off a very hectic year of supporting Modern Warfare with the biggest content drops I think we've ever seen post-launch. Um, we had Raven do Warzone and the Cold War campaign, Treyarch on Cold War. So I mean, it leaves only Sledgehammer Games as the studio that's been, you know, building the foundation to make the 2021 game. And we know Activision, they're not going to skip a year no matter how bad things get, they'll pump something out. So, yep. you know, Sledgehammer Games, right? I think they're up this year. Um, you know, the studio has rebuilt a lot. They announced, I believe, a couple weeks ago, they hired 150 new developers in 2020 alone. Um, they have That's a, a lot of developers. A, yeah, it's, I think they, re, they doubled their studio size. They're over 300 now. Um, and they have an office in San Francisco, an office in Australia. So they've really been rebuilding their studio. They call it themselves the decade two of their studio, this kind of period. So I definitely think Sledgehammer is ready for this year, the primetime spotlight. 
I guess the bigger question is what they're working on, right? I mean, people, I've seen a lot of tweets from people, you know, right away saying we want advanced warfare too. Other people saying they want, you know, World War Three. Um, which kind of makes no sense because modern <laughs> warfare technically is World War Three. Modern warfare yeah. did that already, um, but or it could be a brand new timeline too, right? I mean, Sledgehammer has a lot of different avenues to explore. There's a lot more in the future to explore. There's also some wars in the past that haven't been explored by Call of Duty. So the possibilities for what they're working on are quite, you know, vast. But I think as we get closer and closer to the middle of the year, it'll start to become clearer from rumors and leaks what they're truly working on. I mean, I, I remember there was just a huge fallout um, after World War II with Sledgehammer. And like, it just seemed like the confidence in the studio just kind of really fell out from Activision. Um, obviously, we had like the big names leaving. But yeah, I to be honest, I'm a little concerned about Sledgehammer coming in. I didn't love, I, I, I didn't mind World War II actually, but um, I, I really didn't like Advanced Warfare. And I find it really bizarre that, like, you know, when, when Advanced Warfare came out and everyone was playing it, I don't remember anyone saying a single good thing about it. Like, they literally, it was slayed to the death. It was essentially like Titan Titanfall. Um, you know, you basically had all these mechs. You were jumping up in the sky. Like, you know, when you were watching a pro match, half the time they were fighting in the air. It was insane. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I'm really concerned because I would hate to see Advanced Warfare 2. I don't care what, that game was not, I did not like that game. I don't. I, I, for me, Call of Duty. You know, there was a whole hoo-ha about boots on the ground when it finally came back. You know, I think Warzone's proved that people want that boots on the ground kind of like gameplay. I know that my friends personally wouldn't want to play like friends who from outside of esports and gaming. I know they like playing Warzone, but I know they for a fact that they wouldn't be interested in playing Advanced Warfare Two. And I just don't understand why there's so much demand for people wanting it back. But I guess it's just the the Call of Duty community always just wants what it doesn't have at the time. So, yeah, I mean, you know, in 2014, like Sledgehammer ushered in that whole you know exosuits, double jump, you know, craziness in Call of Duty world, and I think, you know, three games in a row really pissed off people. They had three back to back games of that weird movement system. I think if they had spread out the games with that movement system, we might be in a different place today. But three years in a row was rough. Um, and you know, 2018, right? As you mentioned, two Sledgehammer games been through a rough period. It is worrying, right? I mean, they lost. Over 100 developers, Activision, you know, forced out the studio leads off there. You know, it almost feels like Infinity Ward's 2020 situation, right? Half the studio left, the leads yeah. were removed. Um, and so it was worrisome. But, um, you know, everything I've seen from their socials and people I've sp- spoken to, they've rebuilt pretty strongly. So I think there's a, there's a lot to come from them. But again, it's a waiting game to see until they announce. So from the future back to present. Um, we have a real problem happening in Call of Duty Warzone at the moment, and that is the current gun meta. And I think it was summed up perfectly by uh, rapper Little Uzi, um, who tweeted out to his almost 8 million followers on Twitter, uh, nerf the DMR already. Um, now, the DMR has been causing absolute havoc in Warzone. Um, so when Season 1 came out, we were all concerned, what's going to happen? What's, how's the meta going to change? Um, and it changed in drastically so you know over the years we've had or over the year should i say not even years over the year we've had warzone we've had a number of different metas and um, you know we had the ground meta which was basically one of the biggest at the start we then had the brewing meta um and we've kind of moved into the um dm uh, well we had the kilo meta sorry kilo and mp5 which to be fair was probably the most balanced um and now we've now and we've now moved into the dmr which is basically a tactical rifle in warzone that's come from Cold War, and it's basically it's a semi-automatic. Takes about two shots to down you, regardless of the distance. It feels like um, I noticed it on the map. Almost, well, obviously, people start talking about it, the streamers were using it, and I've noticed almost straight away that it was just constantly um, being used by everyone that killed me. Um, not to say that I'm good enough not to be killed by any other guns. Uh, so, Keshav, you've felt this backlash because obviously people around the world think that Charlie Intel account is um, the official developer account for everything Call of Duty. So, you know, what, what's your kind of perception and what's, what's your take on the DMR situation right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I kind of expected some weapon or some weapons to be broken when this whole integration happened, right? You're bringing like 40 new weapons on a single day to this whole Warzone world. Um, and it, it's clear that, you know, some of the weapons weren't fully balanced properly in the whole modern warfare engine and world that it exists in. And, you know, 
Uh, it's it's funny because when the season first started, people were debating back and forth what weapon they should use, what they shouldn't use. Some people just still just said the Cold War weapons suck. I'm just sticking to modern warfare weapons. And then we get to a week of Christmas and every, some people start using the DMR. And next thing you know, every player is using the DMR. Um, yeah. You try to use another weapon, you lose. Like there's no, no point in trying another class, um, which is massive. So, you know, I think the DMR is a problem and I'm, you know, glad that they finally are doing something about it. But at the same time, like it took two weeks and it's been two weeks of just tweets nonstop every day about it. Let's quickly take a look at a video of a number of high profile content creators justifiably getting angry at what's happened to the Warzone meta. Oh man. Yeah, I saw him. I see him, yeah. Oh, they're so dead. They're DMR'd out of their skulls though. Oh, are they? Yeah, they are. Boom, just like that. See ya. <laughs> you don't even need to be talented. You know what I mean? Dude, 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 dude. The only gun people are using DMR! The DMR! That's all it fucking is! The fucking DMR! What the fuck is this bullshit? What the fuck? Complaining about DMRs already, yet it's the only gun he uses. This is correct. I use it because it's broken. You are right. Very big brain from you. Good job, man. You noticed. It's broken. Therefore, I'm using it. Good job. He's pretty five head of you, man. So some pretty funny clips in there. I absolutely love that kid on TikTok just losing his shit. You know, that is how I feel every time I get killed. We've seen it by all the streamers, but for some reason, when like a 10-year-old kid just absolutely loses it, that is that is ideal content for me. That's when you know it's a big problem when you have those kids screaming at their TV every second getting killed by it. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, you know. you know what? I mean, one of the funniest examples was, um, and where you know it's a real problem, is there was a coronavirus update with Boris Johnson announcing that the who's the Prime Minister of the U of, in of the UK, and he was basically announcing a full lockdown in England, and in the chat, everyone just kept writing stuff like "nerf the DMR." So, it's it's reached the political level. That's where we're at. You know, there's there's a real problem, um, but thankfully. There is respite ahead. So part of the reason that it was speculated, we didn't know, we don't know for sure, but part of the reason that it hadn't been updated sooner is obviously the Christmas period where people had been off. Um, I'm actually a little skeptical and think that this kind of gun has been put in with this kind of damage. They probably knew what was going to happen because then people are talking about it. We're talking about it now. Half our articles on Desert and Charlie Intel have been about the DMR. Streamers are talking about it nonstop. And yes, they're talking about it in a negative light. And, you know, a lot of people are poking fun, especially Activision, even though they don't develop the game. Um, to, to, they're, they're kind of poking fun at it. But it just, yeah, it's, it just feels to me a bit like they've done this before when they, you know, when they released the Bruin because they wanted people to play. It felt like they wanted people to play multiplayer to unlock it. You know, I feel like it's the same situation. And we said this even before in previous episodes, we were like, well, what if they're just going to create stronger weapons in order to get people interested in playing Cold War more? I'm not even mad at it. I just, it is just a bit frustrating when you're playing and it, the meta is this bad. Um, but anyway, on the January 5th, we got a tweet from Raven Software saying, don't fret, we've heard you and a balance update is coming soon to address the concerns about the DMR Type 63 Mac 10 and dual pistols. Now, a bunch of big creators responded to that. People like Tim the Tapman, he said, okay, I appreciate you all listening, but I love the Mac and dual pistols. I know a lot of people have said that. I think because those guns are so short range, you know, maybe hopefully they don't nerf them too much because, you know, the, I, I, I agree. I think it's like decent, especially when we've put up with like the fire shotgun for so long. You know, it, it feels like this at least is a little less jarring. Um, yeah, Merck called it. CDL Caster, he said, thanks for all the work. Can't wait for the update. Um, and yeah, just a lot of people kind of saying that's all we want. So great to see that there's going to be changes. And I'm I'm not, we're obviously not too surprised that it's going to come. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully it's out by the time we even release this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'll just add to a lot of people have been tweeting nonstop at Infinity Ward and some of the Infinity Ward devs by fixing stuff. It's, it's not going to help anymore. You have to, you know, Raven Software is the devs. I've seen people like go after Ashton, who's the comms manager in Infinity Award for updates, but it's all Raven Software now. And Raven Software seems to be getting a lot more active on Twitter, you know, to, to the point of Tim the Tapman, right? He said he loves the Mac and dual pistols. Raven even responded to him saying, do you want us to nerf 
uh, fall damage instead for Tim because the whole joke around Tim falling to his death in every game. So, you know, yeah. Raven Software is the company to follow for Warzone updates, and I'm glad they're finally becoming more communicative as the year kicks off. Okay, so one person who has been abusing the DMR meta because that is his job is Super Evan. He is a Call of Duty Warzone pro. Um, his job is essentially to play Warzone competitively. He plays in high kill races, always looking to get world records. Um, I did a cool interview with him, so we're going to throw it to that and check out what Super Evan thinks of the Call of Duty meta and also everything else Warzone. We are here with Call of Duty Warzone star Super Evan. Super Evan, thanks for coming on the Charlie and Tell podcast. You are a well-known um, Warzone player, but your background is actually in Fortnite. So what made you switch over to the call? Well, over to Warzone. Okay, well, so, you know, I've been playing Call of Duty my whole life. Um, I started when I was uh, about 12 or 11 on Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. But then when Fortnite came out, you know, I switched it over there because I, I was tired of playing like the S&D tournaments and like uh, all that stuff. And I, I never really saw the the future for me in the CDL or what it is, the CDL now. Um, but I gave Fortnite a shot and uh, I just saw the potential in like the uh, the Battle Royale type game. And, uh, you know, I wanted to take a chance with going over there and trying the bot races for like on CMG or UMG, whatever it was. And, yeah. you know, there was a big, big like prize pools, like every day, you know, popping off like every hour, just Four hundred dollars here, five hundred dollars here, whatever it was. Now that, that was a lot of money, um, at that time. But we were doing that, you know, and it just, Fortnite just took off for for me personally, and then I know a lot of other people it blew up for. Um, then it got to the point where uh, you know the mouse and keyboard guys came in, you know, they were doing all this clicky clicky, not you know, yeah. building up to the sky, whatever. And then uh, I was like, I gotta stick, I gotta take out of this. So when Modern Warfare came out, I heard a rumor. That they were going to drop the battle royale for Warzone. I know Blackout was a thing. I didn't really like Blackout. That wasn't really my cup of tea. But yeah. all day, and I was playing Fortnite then. Um, but I, when Modern Warfare was coming out, I was like, you know what? I'll switch over. I'll give it a shot, and we'll see what happens. Um, so I started off playing the S and D tournaments again with my buddy uh, Gage, who's Xamps Media. And then, uh, you know, our whole plan was when Warzone comes out, let's just take over the scene or whatever, or try to, whatever, just do, do our best I can to make a name for ourselves in, in this uh, battle royale scene. Yeah. Uh, when it came out, I mean, I mean, dude, it was, I was just grinding nonstop 24 seven, getting better and better, whatever it was. Um, and here we are. So. Yeah. I mean, look, you've, you obviously made a name for yourself and um, you've played with a lot of big players, you know, you've played over the, over the, over since March, you know, with the likes of, I mean, you play a lot with Raid at the moment. I know you've played in tournaments with Aiden um, Nick Merckx, you know, what, what do you think makes you a good Warzone player? What is it about your play style that, you know, big players want to play with you? Um, you know, I, for these tournaments that are hosted right now, they're called like the bot race tournaments. Um, it's just that fast, you know, running gun gameplay, getting the kills quick as possible. Um, but, you know, I, it didn't always, it wasn't, I wasn't like, I didn't get on the game. And it was amazing. You know, I had to like work to know what to, how to play or what to do. So all that I did was I just watched the people who were better than me, you know, took the, took the things I could take from them and then put it into my game or tried to at least, or, you know, try to find my weakness on trying to get better at what I could be better at. And, you know, I take it as, just like any other traditional sport, I grew up playing basketball, football, and that's what you do. You know, you'd watch a VOD and see what you messed up at or do, and you get yeah. better at it. That's what, it's, what it is. And what makes us like good is just we can wipe a squad quicker than the average player could. So it's just like if you put it, we, we position ourselves very well. Um, you know, we we uh, we work together when you're playing with a teammate or whatever, but you know, we do a lot of solo squatting. It's just, I mean, it just comes with a lot of experience, man. You got to put yourself in uncomfortable positions and then you get better at those positions when you're playing, not in the tournament. And then once you get in the tournament time, you know what to do at that time. So it's just, you know, the, the quick running gun, knowing what to do, when to challenge, when to not to challenge, you know, it's all that. And anyway, you know, you're going to make mistakes all the time, but uh, that's just the game. So. There's been a lot of drama recently in the Battle Royale esports scene, shall I say, for Warzone. Um, you know, people claiming that other people are using routers to get easier oh, lobbies. What I heard is that there's a ton of speculation that players are like geo-forcing their routers into different regions so that they can have easier lobbies. 
where do you stand on that? Do you think there is a huge difference? Uh, do you think people are gaming it or do you think it's overblown? No, I, I definitely think it's being used. Uh, I, I don't really have any names to say. And if I did, I wouldn't say them, but I, I, d- I definitely do think it's being used. I mean, I, it's just so, it's too easy not to use it. I, I do think people are using either walls or some kind of cheats too. I don't think anyone's aimbotting or anything like that, but because you can hide, like if someone's walling, you can still stream and hide yeah. the walls. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know. I, you know, Call of Duty is just going to have to end up getting an anti-cheat at some point or they're going to have to crack down something if they want the longevity of their game to to work. That's just my opinion. Because Fortnite did a great job with that. I know they've had some problems in the past with the cheaters, but they came in with this anti-cheat where if they had that software downloaded and they were using it in the game, they would just get, they would ban it mid-game. It would just get banned. The thing would recognize it and ban it. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. With them, the Cold War um, crossover happening, all these new weapons coming in, obviously the DMR, the Mac 10 that seems to be the matter at the moment. Yeah. Almost everyone hates it. Do you hate it as well? <laughs> I do, I do. Well, I, okay, I didn't hate it in the beginning because no one knew what the meta was, right? So, But now everyone's figured out the meta. It's almost like impossible to play without you running into a whole squad with DMRs or a Mac 10 with uh, Diamatis, whatever. But mm. I... The, the DMR needs to be nerfed. The Diamatis need to be a little nerfed. I think the Mac 10 is fine. They might need to tweak it just a little bit, but the Mac 10 is not really overpowered. I think it takes skill to use. It's not like a, an overpowered yeah, weapon. It's just fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the DMR is ridiculous. I think that needs to get shot into the ground. And then uh, the the Diamatis. The Diamatis are interesting to me. I think I don't really think they need to get nerfed, but it, it, well, I shouldn't say that. They should get nerfed, but not to the point where they're not usable anymore. Like, yeah. if because they're they're really bad from like that. If you take one step like out of this range, range isn't it? yeah, yeah. If you st- if you take one step out of this range, like they're terrible. So they're only like it's like a really good close, close, close gun. Which I mean, a lot of the fights are building fights, but you know that's just putting yourself in the positions like I was telling you earlier to uh, make the best play. But who knows? Who see? We'll see. We'll see what happens. If you had to give advice, and I know you've kind of said already, like just basically put a lot of time into it, but if you could give advice to an up and coming both streamer and somebody who wants to be better at Warzone, what's the advice you'd give them other than just play more? Uh, I would say watch, watch the people who are, that you know who are better than you. Watch the top of the top of the line. Know your weaknesses and focus on what they do to see what you could possibly make better out of yourself or, you know, maybe cause now everyone has the same game style. You know, I know a lot of people play more passive. Some people play like running, like you got Aiden who just is up in people's faces nonstop 24 seven. Whereas you got like a symphony or a Frozone where they like to take their long gunfights, you know, figure playing style, you know, there's multiple play styles you can play, but I would just say watch and learn, man. That's the best, that's the best advice I can give and just try to, bring as much as you can from that person that you're watching into your game. With Warzone, there's obviously been not a huge amount of change on the map. Um, the, the biggest change we had from the Cold War crossover was a hole near airport. Yeah. Um, so where do you stand on that? Do you like the map? Uh, Rebirth aside, do you like the map? And where do you, um, you know, what would you like to see from Warzone's map going forward? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the map, but they definitely are going to have to eventually make a map change just so it keeps it fresh and not stale. Uh, like right now, it's getting to that point where it is starting to get a little stale, but it's not, I mean, it's not going to stop me from playing every day. You know what I mean? Like I'm still going to hop on or right after this and play. But yeah, uh, I mean, it hasn't even been a year yet since they dropped the map. Um, I think once that March time comes around after that one year is dropped for Warzone, I think they need to push things up a little bit. I hope they don't get rid of Superstore or any of that, Mm. but they probably will. I mean, the whole, if you take the river, that little river uh, dam all the way down to park area or whatever it's at, um, the whole right side of the map, I dislike completely. But the whole left side, the Superstore, the stores, the Boneyard, all that, I love it. I love the promenade, the train station. I like all that. But the whole other side, downtown, all that, that can go. I don't care for that at all. Yeah, especially when you're running across the field and you get two shot by a DMR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's like that, that makes me want to turn off my PlayStation yeah. every single time. Uh, 
you talked about Superstore there. What what makes Superstore such a great landing spot? Because you know you have people like the Nick Merks, you know they they who basically just land there every single time. Um, what makes Superstore so popular? Why does everyone want to be there? That's apart a good from, question. Apart from the broken loot in the past. That's a good, that's a good question. I like that. Well, of course there is the you get uh, there's a lot of money on the floor, ground loot, whatever. But um, I think the streamers, the big time streamers, made it what it is today like so if you you know nick was dropping there non-stop 24 7 and then he had tim playing with him cloaksy you know all those guys and you get the general public they always want to like fight the big streamers they want to kill the big streamers some people call it stream sniping some people just call it luck whatever they run into them they know them but i think they really made it what it is so i think if like they took train station and they were all dropping train station a train station would be the superstore that it is you know what i mean but yeah people like superstore just because of them so Warzone esports, you know, you're obviously someone who's competed a lot in high skill, um, high kill tournaments. You know, where do you think Warzone esports can go, especially when there is so many concerns about how easy a lobby is, etc.? Is there any way that private matches can work? For example, doing you know minus a DMR, but say a private match could work where you do it does mini royale, for example. You know, is is there a world where that can work? Because you know, I think we've seen with Fortnite, you know, people know how. You know, Basically, with Fortnite, for people who don't know, you can build so that you, you can. It ends up at the end circle. There's about 50 people still left. That right. just isn't going to happen with Warzone because of the openness of the map. So, is is Mini Royale a solution, or do you think private matches are just they're just never going to work? I, I mean, I really don't think they can work for this. And, I, and you brought up Fortnite and the building. That's the only reason why the Fortnite Battle Royale works for the private matches because of that building aspect. Um, the only way I could see it working is if they incentivize kills in a big way to where it makes people not sit and just wait for people to run across the screen and they have to actually go out and kill people to get points or whatever. But other than that, you can't just play for the win. Otherwise, it's going to be boring. It's just going to be people camping and whoever gets the circle wins. So, Because everyone, everyone's to the, the skill level where it doesn't really matter where you're ranking at in that. If you're in that circle, you're going to win. So. Yeah. You're gonna get the recons, aren't you? You're just gonna yeah, set yeah. It's it's yeah. It's not good. I mean, I've played a couple like customs ones who were like serious customs, and oh my goodness, it was, <laughs> it was a, a fucking mess. I would yeah. say that. Um, you know, you you wearing a hundred thieves jersey. People will be asking the question about whether you join the hundred thieves. You know, do you have plans to join an organization? Is that something that you want to do? You know, where where do you see your future? Um, aside from streaming. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely do, you know, when I was growing up wa- watching all the big guys like uh, in Call of Duty, like, you know, the optic the uh, phase, whatever. Um, I always wanted to join an org and represent someone, you know, I, and I told you before I came from like the traditional sports side. I played basketball, football, and I just like I like that that camaraderie that uh, like yeah. an esports org could bring like almost like a family or a team. So, yeah, I think it would be cool to represent an org. You know, whether that be 100 Thieves or not, I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, but I, I do definitely in the future plan on joining someone. Awesome. Right. We're going to end this off with some quick fire questions. So um, it is quick fire, but feel free to give like a little bit of an explanation. So gotcha. um, favorite landing spot on the map and why? <laughs> Superstore. It's just hectic, man. <laughs> Worst part of the map that should be eliminated and like removed. Uh oh, there's a bunch. Ooh. Uh I would say downtown. Why? Uh too many buildings, too many rooftop campers. Uh people just like to sit there and do nothing and just shoot you down below when you're trying to run for kills. Which old Call of Duty map would you like to see introduced into Warzone? Ooh. Uh that's a good question. I like that question. Uh, I would say probably like uh, like shipment, maybe or like a maybe like a rust. Who knows? Aside from the DMR, what's your favorite weapon in Warzone? Um, well, before this whole Cold War thing came into play, it was the Amax. Um, and it, right now, it's the I'm having a lot of fun with the Diamatis, the the dual wheel Diamatis. Um, one gun that you'd like to see buffed. I'd like to see buffed. Ooh. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't have a specific gun really. I would like to see some of the Cold War guns be buffed, though. I think they need to match the the uh, like.
like the monolithic suppressor attachment with like the cold war guns I, they need to i know they're trying to do that with the agency suppressor but yeah it's not i don't really think it's the same thing because you could throw a monolithic suppressor on any gun in modern warfare and it, it boosts the gun massively um but yeah, I mean, just just the I don't really have a specific gun, like I said, just probably the all the Cold War guns, I would say, just so we can actually use them and get content with them or something. Uh, Rebirth Island, yay or nay? Nay, not for me. I I know a lot of people who are yay, but I'm I'm nay, hundred percent. Favorite Call of Duty esports team of all time and the players, if possible. Favorite Call of Duty esports team of all time? Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna have to give a shout out to my boy Scumpy Optic for sure. Uh. I've been I've been a big big fan of uh of Hector and all he's done over there with uh, Optic, uh, and then I it, you know Optic phase whatever but definitely Optic Optic was the the Call of Duty team that I always watched. Um okay final question we ask this to everyone, uh, what is your favorite sandwich? <laughs> PB and J. Really of all yeah. sandwiches PB and J. Yep, either that or 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 bacon bacon or chicken chicken bacon ranch. Okay, I'll I'll give you that one. Kind of PB and J. That's a terrible. Hey, I'm a plain guy, man. I'm a plain. Guy. Hey, listen, listen. Something must have worked. Cause I, hey, I'm six five. I'll take I'll take a PB and J all day. Yeah, fair enough. You're six five. <laughs> uh, all right, Evan. Well, thanks for taking the time out to do this. Where can people find you if they want to tune in to watch you or follow you on social media? Uh, Twitch.tv/superevan on Twitch, and then Twitter is just superevan with two underscores. Awesome. All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out. Um, and yeah, make sure you check out Evan on his Twitch and socials. Appreciate you having me, man. Thanks. Thank you, Super Evan. Um, great to chat with him. If you want to see any of your favorite content creators on the show, please let us know by tweeting us at Charlie Intel. Um, you can also DM us and myself and Keshav, uh, but feel free to get in touch via our Twitters too, and we'll hopefully try to get the guests that you want. We obviously have a, high, a load of high-profile guests lined up too, so um, please make sure you let us know who you want to see. Next up in the podcast, we're going to be discussing the launch of a whole bunch of tracker apps um, that basically allow you to see who is in your game and when, and also a bit of controversy around people um, basically manipulating this system and manipulating their routers in order to get easier lobbies. So Keshav, I don't know if you want to give a quick breakdown on what we've experienced over the last week or so around this drama. Yeah, so there's been some new Warzone stat tracking apps that have shown up online that allows people to see the kill-death ratio of the players in your lobbies prior to joining a match. So you kind of know, you know, skill-based matching matchmaking-wise, like who you're matching up against, um, which, I, you know, that's basically a way to manipulate, all right, I'm in a high-kill lobby, I'm going to leave or come back into this lobby. And you sort of know when you kill a player, oh, I killed a highly skilled player, so it might increase my skill for the next match and stuff. So... Players are using these apps in different ways. I've seen some streamers um, use it on stream and showcase how they're using it to manipulate the game and stuff. So, you know, there's these apps because Infinity Ward, Raven, Treyarch have their APIs for the stats publicly available to these stat trackers. Um, and so there's many, many apps that keep showing up throughout the last week. Um, and I'm expecting many more just because people seem to hate skill-based matchmaking with a passion. Um, and these apps are the one of the ways that they can, you know, avoid them. With the rise of these different apps and everything, we're going to watch a quick video um, with a couple of different streamers who've explained how the app works. Now, it's worth noting that since these people have talked about the app, it has actually changed. And we'll talk about it a little bit after, but um, let's let's watch the video first to see how it looks. The way you can use this to your advantage to spot cheaters is as you queue into a lobby, it'll actually tell you whether or not you have a cheater in your lobby and whether or not they're suspicious or not. There are some key stats that you can look out for that says this player may have a little bit more information than they should. KD ratio. If someone has a ridiculous KD ratio, I'm not talking five, because you can have a five KD ratio and be a completely legit player and, and you know an above average player. It's not absurd. You can look at KD ratio. Someone has a 23, that's sus. 19, 15, 21, 19, 7. That guy's probably not sus. I don't know. Headshot percentage. Also something. If someone's walking around with a 43% headshot percentage, I mean, granted, it's the DMR meta, so you could be really selective with your shots. So it's a little bit different in this meta than others. Everyone's going to have a higher headshot percentage. Um, but that's looking pretty suspicious. For people like me trying to bomb and weave these, <laughs> these stream snipers and hackers, Hey, man, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I make content on the shit that's popping off in Warzone. Currently, 
It ain't a weapon. It's this. Also, say goodbye to Warzone bot races. I mean, they've already been a shit show for the past couple months. It's progressively gotten worse and worse and worse. There's routers where you can specify the region and location of where you want to play. There's people that are cheating. There's people that are bullshitting that went straight to the top. Listen, every single time you put big bread in tournaments, it's only a matter of time before these little snakes come out to get it, man. I'm telling you. The makers of this new app, they've actually come out and announced a few changes. So do you want to go over those? Yeah, so they um, issued some statements and saying that, you know, because they got some... Um, alerts from the developers to make some changes. So you can no longer see, as you guys saw in that video, you guys saw that the streamers were showcasing the kill uh, death ratio of every player in the lobby as they're loading in in the pre-match. Um, now the update for that specific app has made it so that when you're loading in, you cannot see kill death ratio. You can only see it once your game ends. Um, the API that they have, they've shut it off for the start of the match, but at the end of the game, it'll tell you where it is. So it doesn't, you know, if you see a high KD, people don't start leaving lobbies. You're kind of stuck in there till the end. Um, you know, I think that's a small sort of fix, like a temporary halt fix um, for this app. And I think this app will still be used because you can tell at the end of the game, hey, was I in a really tough lobby or easy lobby? And you can still, I think, find ways to manipulate it. But for now, you're going to be stuck in the game you are without sort of an entry uh, KD to see it. You have to see it at the end. So again, we're kind of it's all kind of maligned into one topic, but. Um, skill-based matchmaking, bot lobbies, uh, content creator Drifter, he's actually come out with a video claiming that he's found a way to be able to manipulate to get into lobbies that are extremely low. Again, this goes back to um, you know people thinking that high-kill game lobbies uh, where people are breaking records have been um, you know against opponents that aren't very skillful or new to the game, for example, um, or players who are just trash, like me. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, he's come out. He's not actually revealed how it's done, but he, it, the way he's made it out to be is that it's not that difficult. He says he's reported to Activision. Um, let's watch a little bit of the video now to, to let him explain um, part of it. You can find this over on Drifter's YouTube channel as well, which is just youtube.com forward slash Drifter with a zero for an O. I did find a way to cheat in Warzone and guarantee myself bot lobbies almost every single game. For example, here's a game that I got using this trick. The median kill-death ratio in the lobby was 0.72, which is way far down the bell curve from normal. That is like about as low as it's going to get. We got fifth place just by rushing and slaying out as hard as we could with reckless abandonment of anything safe or smart or tactical, just going balls out aggressive, not even caring. And the majority of the players that I ran into had no idea what's going on. Most of them were very, very clueless. They were getting smashed and it was very, very easy. However, I did notice that there were some very sweaty players in this lobby that were doing things very unlike the rest of them. And I know there's a random variance here, but based on a lot of things that I can't really talk about, it appears that they are also aware of this cheat and abusing it for their own purposes, be it their own entertainment or perhaps content creation. So Call of Duty leakers are our friends. Um, they let us know information that's coming early. Um, now, one of the biggest rumors that we've heard over Christmas and New Year is that there's going to be a potential league player coming soon. Um, and we we might not have to wait for season two. League player would be in Cold War. Um, and we're hoping it would mimic something like a bit like Black Ops 2. Um, Keshav, talk us through what you're expecting from this league player. And, you know, is there any validity in the rumors? Yeah, I mean, one thing that we've always seen is Treyarch games have league player, right? They've had it for a while now, whether they've, you know, changed the name to ranked or arena, whatever they've done. They have some form of league play. And I expect the same from Cold War. I think with COVID and how their development was affected, they've had to take longer time because league play does take more time uh, to implement. So, uh, you know, the video that came out from the Call of Duty leaker said that it's supposed to be done by the end of Q1, which is the end of March. Um, I'm, you know... If Black Ops 4 is sort of a timeline to go off, they released League Play in Black Ops 4 in February after launch. So I'm thinking February, March might be a realistic timeline. Um, and I think the biggest thing for us to look out for with League Play is when they do add it, what happens to skill-based matchmaking in public matches? You know, do they alter skill matchmaking there? Or are they both going to have skill-based matchmaking, but with League Play, you know, 100% skill, zero connection? 
versus yeah. public are going to have the balance. So I think there's a lot to look forward to in league play. I know a lot of CDL pros want league play and a lot of, you know, dedicated fans want that to play and grind and level up. So, you know, Treyarch has always delivered on league play and I, I'm not, I'm expecting the same this year. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> there's obviously some tweets, people saying, what's the point in bringing it in? We already have skill-based matchmaking, but I equally, I keep seeing tweets from all the different pros saying that, and different content creators asking, you know, has skill-based matching been tweaked? I'm getting into easier lobbies suddenly. And then it's next minute, they're in the hardest lobby ever. So at this point, who knows? I mean, we might as well just rename this podcast skill-based matchmaking. Okay, so now we're going to head into our final interview of the show, um, with who is with content creator Stone Mountain. Um, he is one of the biggest names over on Facebook Gaming. Um, he's been a content creator for a number of years and uh, he's got a big fan following, especially with people often outside of the initial core, um, you know, fan base of Call of Duty. So he, he really does kind of get people interested in Call of Duty who might not otherwise be. So um, we're going to head over to that interview with Stone Mountain now. Welcome to the podcast, Stone Mountain 64. Um, actually quite a requested guest when we've put out... Um, requests for the Charlie Intel audience and quite a few people have come back. Um, now, obviously you're not one of the big, you're not one of the big streamers on Twitch. You're actually a big streamer on Facebook gaming and you have been for like a really long time, um, yeah. you know, back in the PUBG days. So I guess one thing I want to ask that is kind of non Call of Duty related first is what, what kind of inspired you to move to Facebook gaming or start there? Yeah. I mean, I've been creating content for nine years now. Um, and I started on YouTube. I was partnered on Twitch for a while and I actually was uploading some of my videos to YouTube, also to Facebook. And I mean, when I tell you people share content there, it was like nothing I had ever experienced before, um, with videos absolutely blowing up. And so they kind of announced, well, we're going to try out this live streaming thing too. And it was absolutely the clunkiest mess that I've ever seen, but <laughs> I was the only person, especially that was really, already creating content on YouTube where I was making ad revenue and had yeah. some things going that was willing to try and do something on Facebook where I'm not making any ad revenue. There's nothing there. But to me, it was like, holy reach. This is insane. And so that's what even like, you know, you mentioning you get requests from me coming on. It's like, it's crazy because even people that I've met, even other streamers that I, you know, had uh, talked to like courage JD, he's like, yeah. uh, yeah, you know, somebody, one of my friends on Facebook sent me your content and was like, you know, have you seen this guy? Do you know who this guy is? Because there's just so many people sharing content there. It's the same thing with Instagram and some of these other platforms too. But that to me was just like, oh man. So I kind of started getting on it. And then after a few months, um, they created the partner program and kind of kept on going from there. But I mean, I, I, I've got a, a big journey with all of that in general. I think what's really interesting with your story and your kind of demographic is really that you have kind of, you've kind of worked the, the Facebook gaming and the Facebook system, because for example, when I speak to people who are from outside of the, you know, the esports gaming streaming world, um, you know, if I ask them, oh, could you name a Call of Duty streamer? They'll often name you, which I think is quite interesting. <laughs> you know, if, and obviously that's no disrespect yeah. to you. Like if, if, if you ask someone who Don't watches Twitch it, no. every day, who, who, who's like, who's the biggest streamer, they'd be like, oh, Nick Merckx or Tim the Tatman yeah. for Call of Duty. But it's really interesting that you kind of like appeal to an audience that's outside of, um, outside of the hardcore, if that makes sense. So yeah, and you, well, it really is. It kind of is a more casual audience in general. There's a lot of people that tell me like they just got into PC gaming for the first time because they saw me playing PUBG or Tarkov or whatever it was. And, um, you know, a lot of the people are on console or whatever it is, no disrespect to it or anything, but like, you know, it's just a different, there's a whole bunch of different people. There's also like people who don't even know a lot of the people on Twitch and they just watch stuff on YouTube and like, that's their audience. That's the people that they know over there. And even bringing my audience to Facebook, I found a lot more people actually coming from Facebook to my YouTube channel is a thing that really helped skyrocket that up to 2 million, um, from 1 million. And some of the areas there over the past um, few years. And so like, it's been really interesting to see and like, especially creating on so many different platforms for so long. It's like, it's really interesting to see where people's tendencies are to go to different areas. Cause like Twitch is very big. I love yeah. the platforms. A lot of creators I love there as well. Like I play with a lot of them as well. It's like, I love it, but it's also, it is very niche and it's got like its own little community, uh, which is also what helps make it so strong and why people like, if a new game comes out, the new call of duty comes out, everybody goes to Twitch. Cause they're like, I know if I want to see some gaming content, I'm going to go there and I can catch it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So 
you know, you've obviously seen great growth over the years. I mean, you've been doing this nine years. How, and I suppose swinging it around to the Call of Duty conversation, yeah. how much has Warzone affected your popularity? You know, have you seen a huge spike just because of how big the game's got? And obviously, you're kind of like a Battle Royale, like, legend. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. Uh, definitely Warzone has been huge. The first Battle Royale that I ever got into was PUBG, and that was a tremendous spike for me as well. There's been some games that have been big misses for me over the years, others that I've gotten a little traction off of the beginning and kind of um, fizzled out on and so much. Uh, for example, like Apex Legends was pretty yeah. good, but I couldn't get some of my series and some of my staples to really work and stick around on that. And so I kind of got into Tarkov for a while, and then it was coming over to Warzone. It was like I could get back into pub, or I can get back into you know my PUBG roots of battle royales. Kind of take some of my aspects of that too, because I'm not really you know super thirty kill a bomb dropper per se. I kind of utilize my sniper, my range, and my tactics that I've adapted from PUBG and some of the other games that I played, and really try and play a bit more tactically when I can. Depends who I'm playing with too, but uh, definitely like this game coming out it was something that you know they were obviously even teasing and or not even teasing but like the rumors and leaks of all this coming out i was so excited for it to drop so when it came out it, it really was clicking on all cylinders for me in terms of how this game was designed it, it felt like it took lessons from uh you know PUBG. it took lessons from for sure even apex with like the respawns and then they innovated it as well. with like the gulag fortnite like it's it's been such a great game and i'm so happy that they've continued it even through cold war because cold war came out that's been a good game in its own especially mm -hmm. if you're into multiplayer games right like i think a lot of people are excited to have new guns level up through everything new maps like the classic multiplayer experience i haven't really been doing a lot of that lately um over the past few years that's where i got my roots the first game i ever created content on was black ops one like that's it's one of my all-time favorites uh didn't get too much traction on that kind of switched over to battlefield and you know that's a whole long story in its own but like coming back to some call of duty and having it a different way to play is just what like it's just blown me out of the water um in terms of how how good it is and how like you know this isn't even we're already past the new call of duty coming out yeah and we're still playing like the modern warfare <laughs> the, the one for like that i feel like that's unheard of from at least yeah. for me like i kind of i'm kind of like a couple months in on the call of duty and then i kind of switch it up but man it, it, it's been great yeah it's i think it's really exciting and you know we've obviously both Charlie and Tell and just say, oh, we've seen like huge spikes because of Call of Duty and yeah. because of Warzone. Um, and just, I think it's like put Call of Duty back on top. I mean, if you, in the past, like, yeah, we had Blackout as a BR, but it was, I don't know how much you played with Blackout, but it was kind of like, oh yeah, I played Blackout. I don't know, if, well. if, it felt a little bit half-baked and then finally this comes out and it's like, you know, I've got friends who, we tried to play like outside of the game in an esports world and they tried to play blackout and I played it a little bit and I was like, mm. but this game, it's like, they're on all the time. They're constantly messaging like, when are we going to play? They're like messaging me like, Oh, what, what gun attachments do I need for this, that, the other, like, it's crazy how much it's kind of grown. I mean, have you noticed that it kind of like your friend groups as well, that it's just, it's totally blossomed. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Blackout was a great game of its own, right? I, I think as well. I think what really was a huge factor, though, is some of the lessons, again, even what you mentioned, them learning from Fortnite, making the game free, like yeah. making it oh, accessible cross-platform, yeah, right? Like there were so many people that would watch even Blackout content, but it's like, okay, well, I actually don't even have the game or like, do I really want to get into Call of Duty? Yeah. And then is there going to be DLC? And how's that going to handle? And even with the updates that they did to it, um, you know, the map, like it didn't feel like a battle royale in a lot of ways. Sometimes even it felt uh, sometimes even more like uh, apex with some of the, how yeah. heavily you had to utilize some of the utility in that game. Like the nine bang, when that was first out, like a, a flash that happened nine times, are you out of your mind? Like, it was, it's just like, it, it wasn't even about the guns at some point. It was like the utility and, yeah. you know, like we see like Huskers was dominant on that game. He's still dominant on, uh, coming into Warzone as well. So, like, there definitely is a transfer of skill. It's still that Call of Duty in, in its core that, you know, people enjoy and why millions of people will buy it every year or get it. But I think that was, you know, a huge factor in just in terms of the accessibility. And, like, that's what they were going for with it, as well as their focus on the guns and what people really enjoy, the boots on the ground. Like, that's what they led with with a lot of this stuff. And, like, you know, just a, that classic stuff. And it was, it was cool to see it kind of come back to just, like, Modern Warfare, a restart, on a lot of people's all-time favorite series modern warfare modern warfare 2 modern warfare yeah. 3 like uh it, it really it really is amazing you're obviously quite a positive guy um 
But over the course of the year, what's kind of like, have you, have, have you become like, have you, is your interest in Warzone waned a little bit? And is there any particular reasons, for example, skill-based matchmaking, hackers, yeah. you know, weapon matters? Is, is what's kind of been, obviously you've, you've said a lot of good things about Warzone there, which is why I'm asking the negative. Yeah. But what's yeah, kind no, of, what's sure. been challenging for you across this <laughs> since March? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely am like typically more positive and I, you know, I typically stream for like four or five hours at a time. So I'm not necessarily grinding the game like 15 hours a day. So I, it doesn't really wear on me that much. I try and keep it as positive as I can in general with, especially with my content and how I do things. Yeah. But, you know, especially when the game first came out, I was much more likely to even play it off stream, get some practicing, get some gun unlocks and, and just really enjoy the entire experience. Now some of that's getting a little bit more tedious for me in terms of like, especially like they just drop 30 new guns and like there's, there's like to me it's it's not it, some of that's not even fun, especially since I have to go to Cold War for some of it to right, try to level okay. up faster or I go to Plunder and I'm trying to level it up in Plunder because that's the only way that I can level it up and get some of these attachments is like, oh I just want to try it out I just want to level or have a good <laughs> yeah. experience leveling it up in the actual main game like maybe if I can even toggle uh a, like I'm using this gun but I'm gonna use get XP for the other gun which would be stupid in general I know but like yeah. Those are some of my frustrations as well. Would you as pay for unlocks? Meta. Uh, the, say again? Would you pay for unlocks? No, 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 no. I don't think they should do like pay paid unlocks for it. Um, I, they kind of have that in a way with the blueprints, but they yeah. usually don't put like the best stuff under the blueprints in general. Like I, I yeah, don't who makes those? Line for it and stuff. I just who think makes the fun. blueprints? Like they, who, Dude, who's sitting there going? <laughs> they're all t- like, uh, people are, sometimes people ask me, they're like, Oh, which blueprint should I get? What's the bl- best blueprint? I'm like, there's no blueprints that I like. No. I, every single one needs to be customized and changed. And then like, the thing is too, uh, you know, I, I often run the same loadouts for a lot of my guns because I play a very specific play style of kind of range and utilizing that as best as I can. I don't like going into kind of a close range battle because I feel like it's more of a 50-50 if I'm going to win this or not, because maybe he's got a shotgun, maybe he's got a stun, maybe the, there's a lot more that can go wrong, whereas I know I can trust my, even my aim's not even that great, but I know I can trust my positioning, getting ahead of him on zone where they're forced into a bad position and I can get the kill on that, at least a far more, uh, a majority of the time, of you know, just playing probabilities over the long term with it. So, you know, I think it'd be great if there was kind of more switch-ups to the meta overall. You know, even what we've seen with the DMR, which as we're recording this, they just actually announced that they are nerfing yeah. the DMR, which has been a, a big thing in the game right now. The DMR-14 is like it cut in half the time to kill from the Kilo meta, which was the better gun before that. And so it's like all of these guns have gone through the game, rather, has gone through all these transitions of this being the best gun, this being the best gun, and, and everything. That's just kind of the formula that call of duty is and i i accept that for what it is like that's going to be the best gun and i'm gonna to have to play around like i probably can't play the, too much around it because it's clearly too like it depends on how much better it is yeah it's like the dmr is like just way like it it's twice as good as the kilo in terms of kill range and recoil and like time to kill it's everything. the time to kill is just, it feels like the way i explain it is like it feels like i'm just playing hardcore do you point. think the nerfs enough that they've put out so they've well i haven't tried it yet but the what they put out it seems very minor and it feels like the thing is too, I'm seeing tons of comments of people saying it hasn't even changed. The thing that I would caveat with this though, and I, this is probably going to be against the norm of what people would say, but like I, I equated to like the SPR when the SPR first came out, it was the sniper. It was basically broken. It had hit scan on the gun. Like it 500 meters away, perfect headshot, no drop, no lead. I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating yeah. when I say that. When people told me that, I thought they were exaggerating like, oh, it's it's barely any, but I was missing shots, putting lead on it. You got to put it pinpoint on them from any range. It was hit scan. It was like the old Call of Duties. It just goes from the gun to immediately hits them. Yeah. That was one of the most broken things I had ever experienced. And I hit some of the craziest shots, craziest videos that I, <laughs> that I have done because of it. But you can't really utilize that as much as something like the DMR where you can get like 40, 50 kill games or something yeah. that's that crazy. Like, that crazy powerful with getting two shots and and everything that it's really capable of from the ranges and the accuracy and the bullets that you have so i don't even remember where the stem of this question was but um (laughs) (laughs) it's like uh, just overall like oh it was it was what 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 was what had what has been testing your patience over the course of the year like so yeah like obviously the dmr at the moment but I mean, yeah, having those things in the game, like I don't like I'll play around it, I'll play with it because I especially like something like that. I'm expecting it to get nerfed. Um, but it's like I'm just I'm just trying to 
play with what play with the tools that I got. I'm going to enjoy it for a little bit. And then I go on to the, the next thing. Once that's nerfed, I think these are the, the most fun times when you kind of get to explore some different guns, yeah. try some different stuff out. Do you like this better? Do you like that better? And the thing for me is to like, I'll watch videos. I'll hear what people say, but I like to go out and try it out myself. That's like a lot of what I, I just enjoy doing. Even if I'm playing, you know, world of Warcraft and some of the other games yeah. that I play, like I like to just try build and go out and use it, see what I think about it. Because there's a lot of stuff that I like that a lot of people don't like. I'll run a VLK. I was running VLK Kilo with an SPR for solos. Like that was my favorite <laughs> strategy to utilize versus using an MP5 and the, yeah. you know, the shotguns and some of the close range stuff. And it depends what mode I'm playing in and stuff like that. But that's what like to me is fun. And so I, I think the more they can utilize and the more that they can be quick, especially now that's over in Raven, I want to see them make quick updates to these to these metas that get dry especially when it's so unanimous amongst the community yeah. like uh, it, to me and so i was happy they made the statement yesterday and then from the statement they actually updated it the next morning and that's great in terms of turnaround um you know on that i was actually worried that it was going to be next tuesday when they were going to do it because I, it seems to me like you know you watch these call of duties and it's like they can fix the invis glitch literally the minute that people start complaining about it which is pretty pretty dramatic like they're taking something out of the game but then they'll leave this in for multiple weeks. So it's like, well, yeah. like, you know, we could do that, but are people just spending more time playing the game because they're trying to get it unlocked? I can tell you, I get thousands of messages from people telling me, oh man, I just got it unlocked and now it's gone. I, that, I'm going to have that all day today. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it you, are. And it, you know, like, but that's what everybody's spending all their time trying to get it unlocked before the nerf comes. And I'm sure that's gotta be a boost to what, what they're doing. like, at least that's what it feels like, and it'd be cool to see yeah. some more communication even of, like, why not just uh, – even just vault the gun because they know it's a clear issue until they do decide until to – Until they fix it, it yeah. It because they clearly were able to just switch the helicopters back to the old helicopters. It just take the gun out of the game until they can fix whatever it is they want to fix about it or whatever it is. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think vaulting or temporary vaulting, well, well, I don't see the issue with that. Like, it makes total sense. Yeah, and I did see some people saying like, oh, okay, well, what I paid for the, you know, I paid for the blueprint for the gun or whatever it is, but it's like, hey, you know, even if you pay for it, it's still their game. It's still what, what they still want. You still be using Cold War. Whatever it is. Like, yeah, you can use it in Cold War or whatever, and it'll come back. And like, you got to, you want to keep the game overall going in general. But uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think that was a good argument. You're uh, you obviously play a lot of battle royale. Um, you know, you mentioned all the different games there. Cold War. What did you make of that as just a multiplayer game? How much of it did you play? And like, you know, where do where do you think that like the multiplayer Call of Duty kind of has had a day? Yeah, you know, I played a decent amount of um, Cold War multiplayer. I didn't really stream too much of it. I, I streamed it for for a little bit. Like I said, I mostly just use it to kind of level the guns up. I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a classic Call of Duty experience. Like, they created something that's good. They've got their formula for it. I think I relate it to even, like, a lot of content series that people will make. And I think there's still going to be a lot of people that do enjoy it. I think there's going to be new people that come up that maybe even Modern Warfare was their first Call of Duty. And so they're trying to learn how to play, even in a Battle Royale. Like, I consider Battle Royale to be much more advanced game in general because, like, you don't have a lot of time to practice getting a whole bunch of kills. So, like, even just that experience of like learning to aim, learning your movement, learning your slides. Like that's where a lot of people built their skills up. So I think there's going to be a place for the multiplayer in general, um, you know, uh, going on. I still think it's, you know, a good experience from what I could tell. There's still a lot of people that like it. I, I you know, as I mentioned before, I've kind of moved away from a lot of that. I, I put a lot, I mean, a lot of time into those multiplayers, even outside of just Call of Duty, but Battlefield, I have absolutely massive into that. And so it's like a lot of those respawn shooters, they're fun too, especially if you just want something quick, you can hop in. It's more casual. And I think that's what a lot of, you know, more casual, you kind of pick up the gameplay for a little bit, get a good experience, maybe get some search and destroy and have, a, have some good intense moments as well. Or maybe just pop in multiplayer, um, listen to a podcast, listen to a, a mm. show, got the office on in the background or whatever you got. And just kind of, that's, that's what I did a lot of in the past as well. And like that's that's still gonna be around, but I do think there's a new experience that's to be had, and I, I'm happy that Call of Duty actually took the steps to, you know, take a risk on going into this new series. It's something that like I can't even I can't even remember. I don't even think Ubisoft, for example, has taken a stab at a battle royale yet, or maybe theirs was they the did that uh, a hyperscape, wasn't it? Hyperscape, yeah. But that was like it took them oh. years to do that. that was <laughs> years after. Yeah. 
PUBG had already blown up after Fortnite had blown up. So it's like, I don't know what some of the game, like to me, I'll be all over that. If I was uh, um, seeing all, seeing all this as well as like what's behind the game, not let alone like what, what's making good in the first place. So yeah. Yeah. I'm happy that they, they took a risk made up. I mean, is, if it even is a risk, so many people wanted to see it in the first place, but at the same time it is because there's a lot of people are like, Oh, another battle Royale. Here yeah. we go. Ano- everybody's making Fuck their those battle people. Royale. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those are nonstop, dude. Yeah. You, nonstop, but look at how good this one turned out and how much, like, to me, this was much better overall, even playing with friends. Like, yeah. You know, I play PUBG and it's like you die right at the beginning. And it's like all my we would just cook a frag and blow ourselves up and we'd be it'd be another five minutes before we're into another game. So like kind of keeping that Call of Duty pace and keeping you in the game was great um to have implemented it, but it wasn't straight up, you know, it's not like it, it, it's not quite the same as you know, Call of Duty. They still took a slightly different approach on yeah. it. And that's what I think helped them so much. I don't know if it was different devs, different people that were, you know, at the at the helm of that and if so, that the, they did a good job with it, I think. So, what would you like to see change in Warzone over the next sort of six months? What would you, where would you like to see it go? Yeah, you know, this is a really hard question because I personally would love to see a new map. Like, I, I w- and not just you know they added this new map. I didn't even consider that a new map. Like, it's kind of a fun, yeah. different mode to me, and it definitely was a more intensive, small mode that they created the um, Rebirth Island. Yeah. Right, like it, it, it was it was a cool mode for sure, and uh, I've enjoyed it. I've I know a lot of people have really enjoyed, it, especially wow, even more quick it is and more fast paced and everything. Yeah, but I it, the hard thing that comes around when you're talking about new maps is what has happened in previous games. PUBG introducing a new map, uh, having both of them available. You're going to the new map, or you're you're random queuing in. You're going to randomly get the new map. Okay, well you get the new map, and then or you get the old map. Everybody backs out of the game. The game won't even start. And so now there's this entire. It's just a logistics problem in a lot of ways, yeah. as well as even if the map is free, it just creates such a huge divide in the community of people that uh, like the OG map and the people who like the new map. And you know, it just becomes it becomes a very difficult thing. But I've always or you have really Fortnite where people feel kind of disenfranchised with the current state of the map. Yeah, that's back to where it went. Right? Like it used to be on doing the new, even the new changes to the map is still technically a new map at the end of the day when you don't have tilted towers to drop anymore. And you know, like that's, yeah. I see everybody always talking about, are they bringing tilted towers back? Like that's the title of all the biggest videos. Yeah. And they're going to do that at some point. They got to do that. Like in the next year or two, as the numbers keep on t- t- tailing down, I think they're going to, yeah, of course, pump that back and everybody's coming back to, uh, to play it for a day. But I, I don't know that that's kind of just like keeping it fresh. But I think for the people that are still around that are still playing the game, you need those updates, even if it's not going to please everybody in terms of like, I like the OG map. I would, I would be playing this game still. If it was the regular map, Eh, maybe you wouldn't actually, you know, it's like, would you really, I mean, I get a lot of comments too of like, Oh, you should go play this. You should go do that or whatever. And then I go do it and the analytics all drop on it. And like, nobody actually watches it or it doesn't do as well. So it's like, you got to keep in mind what people say as well as what they actually do at the end of the day. And I, I think that's, that's something that it's a really hard thing to balance out, especially because yeah. people can be vocal about it, but I can only say kind of, and that's one of the reasons I'm happy. I'm at least not in the devs position of having to figure all this stuff out in the first place. But it's like, I, uh, you know, as a player, what I would personally prefer is just like going to a new map because especially playing it for so long, um, having that option to play on a new map and to experience new things and like it just refreshes the game. One of the things that I think is really interesting of what they did with this though is that they made it so the you know the update in the Cold War they kind of refreshed the game without making a new map. Mm-hmm. They refreshed the game by making a new meta by creating thirty new guns in the game and a chance for you to explore all of these new guns and all these new potential you know opportunities. And so it really is like a change to the game without actually changing the map. And it's something we have never seen done in terms of how other battle royales have done it. And I think it's been a genius way to approach it, but that kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where it's like, you got to balance out the guns and actually make that a thing to do. Because if you're only going to the DMR and there's literally now only one option of all of this, and that's what I think early on in this life cycle, it's better to be an overcorrect than anything, because let's say you overcorrect that, nobody's going to be mad that they've got to go try out now another new gun and and, tr- and get another yeah. new experience um, with it. And like, eventually if you turn that back up, like, okay, that, 
like maybe you overcorrect for it. And then, you know, that that's how I kind of see it, especially as somebody who plays it a whole lot, but that might, again, that might not resonate with uh, how the majority of people are playing it. They might just be, and this is what I see too. Again, what, what I said too, is like, people are just getting the DMR unlocked. They haven't even gotten to use it yet. So it's like, there's so many different ranges of where players are at. And I think more people are casual than they are playing it every day like me. So it's like, you know, that's, that's just that hard balance to find, but I would love to see that kind of direction. So we're going to round this off by doing some quick fire questions. Um, So although it is quick fire and feel free to give like a little bit of an explanation about why. Um, So favorite place to drop in Warzone? Train. Uh, Not the train itself, but the train station. Uh, okay. Every time, multi layers of loot. Uh, but if you see me in your game, just let me kill you, okay? Because that's where I go. All the time. <laughs> Streamer mode on or off? Uh, I leave it off. I like seeing everybody's names. I I I, I do occasionally get some stream snipers, but um, yeah. Who's your favorite um, Call of Duty content creator? I say Tim the Tapman. I've been watching a lot of uh, him talking about it, playing it. Uh, probably too much because I end up dying of fall damage now all the time, and now people are yelling <laughs> me about it. Honestly, it's kind of rough. But worst spot on the map? I think the worst spot is farmland. Like I love the area. I wish that it was a great place to play, but there's no contracts there. It's really hard to get good yeah. money come up. So I never, I just never land there. It's always like a late game place. But I love, I love fighting there. What would you? What Call of Duty map would you like see to see implemented? So any historical Call of Duty map mm. implemented into Warzone? You know, I really liked the map uh, Summit from Black Ops 1. So, oh, actually, yeah. there's a couple of the snow maps from Black Ops 1 that I think they could put those together and it would be, it would be, a, it would be a dream. Just whack it on one of those hills that doesn't do anything. Yeah, just put it out or, you know, make an entire snow area, you know, like they have a snow area in this one, make another one and just put all those, all those snow maps from Black Ops together. I would love it. Um, Favorite Gulag. So we've got the, the island one, which is the uh, Rebirth Island one, which is in the prison. You got the Nuketown one or you got the OG toilets. I like the original one. I like that it changes and I like that it is, it's just a little bit more symmetrical. Favorite weapon to use in Warzone. I think my all-time favorite to use was the FAL when it was a bit OP, especially yeah. close range. Build it for close range because then it was kind of like an extra little challenge of click firing, which I suck at uh, tap firing quick. Um, so that was like a really fun gun to use and a good gun to learn too. I, I really enjoyed that one. What's the most underrated weapon in Warzone? And what? And actually, most underrated, but also, what weapon would you like to see buffed? I think, I think the Ram Seven is one of the best guns, and I want to use it more. But it's like the fifty round mag is just a little like. Eh. If that was a sixty, I would use it all the time because it's such a great gun. I, I think it could be one of the tops, but I, I don't think everybody uses it all the time. There's a couple people that do main it though. I've seen. Yeah. Um. Finally, we asked this to everyone. Uh, what is your favorite sandwich? Favorite sandwich, huh? Oh, New York steamer. Pastrami, brisket, provolone, mustard. Oh, it's so good. So I just want to have it for lunch now. <laughs> we changed the course of history. That's all I like to hear. Okay. <laughs> um, look, really appreciate you taking the time out, Stone Mountain. Do you want to give... Um, a shout out to where people can find you if they want to see more of your content. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you guys want to stop by, I stream every single weekday. Um, so if you got a lunch break or something, noon Pacific time is when I'm live over on facebook.com slash stonemount64. You find me on Twitter, Instagram. I post a bunch of clips there and highlights. If you don't want to watch all the streams as well as my YouTube, I've got a main channel with some top plays. If you ever got some cool clips to submit as well as uh, I've got a second channel where I do daily uploads from the streams, kind of just do some, Timmin videos, a lot of fun playing with some uh, friends and um, showcasing some of the game. Awesome. Well, look, really appreciate having you on and uh, we'll hopefully speak again in the future and let's hope they bring Summit into the map somehow. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, thanks Stone Mountain for taking the time out to discuss everything Warzone and Call of Duty with us. Um, you know, make sure you check out his channels that he noted at the end there. Okay, that's all for the Charlie Intel podcast, the 1st of 2021. Keshav, thanks for taking the time out. 
Um, as mentioned earlier in the podcast, if you want to get in touch with us, please hit us up on our Twitter. My name is Michael Kent. This has been Kesha, but we're looking forward to the DMR being nerfed. I'm sure you are too. Um, and we'll see you next week with another episode and more guests.